1: Hello, hi, and welcome to another episode of The Emma Gunn Show and a midweek instalment of Bullet Points. I am your host, Emma Gunn-Awardner, but you can call me Emma Gunn because it's a lot easier. (laughs) From the messages I've received from you this week, it has become very clear that January seemed to go on forever for most of us. Yes, it definitely did. But I also felt that January was simultaneously an extremely long month and also over in a flash, which is kind of confusing and discombobulating, but there we go. Long-time listeners will know I am a fan of early mornings, and that's something that's been much harder to manage and incorporate into my daily routine, especially in December and January when the days have felt so very short. It like stays dark so long in the morning, and then the weather's really gloomy, so you never really feel as though the sun comes up. And then in the evening, you get to three o'clock and it feels like, well, oh, shall I have dinner now and then go to bed? Or, or is that just me so i'm very cheered that at the time of publishing this episode sunset is now at four fifty in the afternoon which is nearly a full hour later than it was about a month ago or six weeks ago and the sunrise is earlier too so when i get up in the morning and i go into my living room and do my home workouts i'm no longer working out in pitch darkness which feels quite you know renegade i <laughs> just i just, just there's a cost of living crisis i don't put the I, I hate putting the big light on that's what it's really about i hate putting the big light on um We can discuss that another episode because i know that's a thing for a lot of people but yeah big lights not my i'm not a fan at all i find them very i find them aggressive i'm not gonna lie anyway i digress but it is slowly getting brighter in the mornings which is absolutely wonderful so if you have had a tough january and it's felt like a bit of a drudge and it's just felt like oh god this is going on forever and oh this is just so bleak just know that brighter times they are ahead I have been blown away this week by your very kind and thoughtful messages about my conversation with Andrea McLean. I actually met Andrea last year through a mutual friend and she's become a friend and a confidant actually. We met for the first time when Lisa Bill Yu and longtime listeners may remember when Lisa came on the show. Uh, she had a brilliant book out about confidence and she came on the podcast and after the show, it was really funny actually, we recorded in an office building. And I was leaving. I'd sort of gone to pack up my case and I'd gone to go and use the ladies. And when I walked out of the building, she came running after me and said, I'm doing an event in Regent's Park at the weekend. Come, come. So I was like, of course, I'd love to. And she also invited Andrea and that was where we met. That's where we got chatting. And actually, Andrea was someone I bounced ideas off when I was contemplating how to restructure the format of the podcast. I knew that I needed to make changes. I knew it felt like the right thing to do, but equally it felt like a very stupid thing to consider because why would you change something that isn't broken? But it just felt very much like it was coming from my gut of, I need to make some changes. And as you will have heard in that episode, Andrews had very similar feelings as well. She, so she was actually the perfect person to have that conversation with because she has been there and done that. And she's on the other side of making a decision that to the outside world might seem like one that didn't need to be made, but she did. And so that was, really brilliant and she was very generous to agree to be one of the first guests uh, with the new structure and she spoke so openly and honestly about the risks she has taken in her life and her career and the life lessons she's learned sometimes the hard way and I know a lot of people from the messages that you my most excellent listeners have been sending in related to Andrea following her gut and carrying on even when people around her were telling her she was quite mad and that's something I too definitely took strength and inspiration from so if you enjoyed listening Or if you haven't yet and you want a taster of the show, maybe you haven't got a full hour to dedicate to it yet, but you're like, I wonder what that's all about. Well, you can actually watch some clips uh, from the conversation on YouTube and I will put the link in the show notes so you don't get any interruption. You can just go straight from this podcast to YouTube uninterrupted and go and see some little snippets. Not the whole thing, but just some snippets from our conversation. I have also had some very lovely feedback about the questions I'm asking guests in the show. And I know many of you are fans of talk to me about your relationship with risk and I very much knew that was a a conversation starter but I even I have been quite surprised at how open and the kind of conversation that opening with that question has led me to with people and there are episodes that you haven't heard yet and I'm so excited for you to hear them so um, please make sure you're subscribed so you don't miss an episode because there are some real crackers coming up I really am excited for you to hear them Now, this week has been a really interesting one, dear listeners, because I actually found myself in Parliament since we last spoke. Yes, the Houses of Parliament. So BABTAC, which is the British Association of Beauty Therapy and Cosmetology... Cosmetology? cosmetology launched a safety campaign at parliament with the intention of transforming the uk beauty industry so it's a consumer safety initiative uh, called time and time stands for training insurance monitoring and evidence and the main takeaways from the session were in fact and there was a really wonderful panel so the panel included leslie blair from babtac esthetician Deja Ayodele, Candice Glanville who's the founder of Skin Group International, Millie Kendall who's been on this podcast before and is the founder and CEO of the British Beauty Council and Caroline Hirons who many of you who have been around for a while will know is not only a regular on this podcast, she's done this show I think three times but she's also my friend and she is the Beauty Backed Trust uh, ambassador and founder. So they were on the panel and the main takeaway from the session was that one, beauty will be a regulated industry and that it's vital we raise standards and operate professionally. I say we using the the royal we, not the royal we, I use we meaning the industry. Two, that consumers and industry must work together to ensure there's visibility of training and expertise and actually the consumer piece of that is really interesting which I'll talk about in a sec and three, the third takeaway is that if you're working in the industry, All your qualifications as a practitioner must be up to date. So some of you might be listening to that thinking, you mean that isn't already the case? Well, I've worked in the beauty industry for 20 years and... It is concerning that the current lack of legislation in the UK means that there's nothing to stop someone with little or no training establishing themselves as seemingly professional, as a seemingly professional therapist. And over half of beauty consumers believe the industry is already regulated. So clearly there's a little bit of a disconnect. There's some, there, there are some uh things that need to be tied up. So this initiative is to put that regulation in place. And the way I can help as someone with a platform and voice within the beauty industry and elsewhere is to spread the word. And Deja actually said it really well in her Instagram post following the panel when she said that there's obviously a lot the industry can do and holding these panels, getting together and lobbying parliament and doing all of that work is really important. But the consumer needs to be informed and needs to be able to ask questions of their therapists about their qualifications and training like have you have you ever gone into your nail salon and said uh, what are your qualifications did you do that online or have you I don't know as if I'd have the guts but I think that's the thing what we established during that panel is this is something that is a two-way street the consumer if you're going and having any kind of beauty treatment especially when we're talking about aesthetics where there may be injectables or anything like that involved you need to ask things like Do you have insurance and what's your cover if something does go wrong? And what are your pre-treatment checks and consultations and patch testing? And also asking to see evidence and customer feedback and also ask about their experience with a particular treatment on skin of colour, things like that. Now I've been and had all sorts of treatments, nothing particularly invasive over the years. I've never asked these questions. When I had breast reduction surgery, you can bet I was like, I want to see every one of your before and afters. But I assumed a lot of things like insurance. I was like, well, of course. So there's two sides to this. And I wanted to mention this in bullet points, because I think even as someone who's been in the industry for a long time, it made me realize that I have just been kind of going with the flow and not necessarily asking questions when I should have done and it's just me sharing it with you to see if maybe you would feel more comfortable if you were informed and asked these sorts of questions let me know what you think email me at thebeautypodcast at gmail.com because I do think this is a really interesting one but I do think the time for regulation is absolutely appropriate and I'm really happy to support the time initiative and uh, I think it's going to do some really incredible things so before I leave you Here's what's coming up on the next episode of the podcast. I am joined by content creator, dare I say YouTube star and brand founder, Estée Lalonde. Now, long time listeners will know that Estée has been on the show a few times before, actually. And in this episode with the new format, I would say we dug deeper than we have ever dug before. Now obviously in the way I opened the show I asked her about her relationship with risk and what the biggest risk is that she's ever taken and her answer actually surprised me because I was expecting it to be something else. Now obviously I have a relationship with Estee, she is my friend, so I definitely projected. So it was really interesting to hear her take on it and actually obviously Her biggest risk is her biggest risk, not what I think it should be. And it was really, uh, it was very revealing. We talk about mental health, learning how to advocate for yourself, especially when you are someone who finds the world a tough place to navigate. Um, We talk about being vulnerable and tough at the same time, how bonkers it is to have grown up online and to have shared so much of your life with others and how you can begin, as she is doing in her 30s, to put boundaries in place plus she tells me why why Mirror Water, which is her bath and body collection brand that uh, has been around, I think it's over a year old, but it recently launched, before Christmas it launched into Space NK, which was a huge deal. Getting into Space NK is not easy. And she did it. Yes, Estee. She told me about why Mirror Water has been such a passion project and has been really intense, but incredibly rewarding. And it's really interesting to hear that story because if you have watched Estee for a while, you may have an idea about what her life is like or what she's doing and this this is a real kind of this is a big big thing that she's done and her learnings are really interesting and really valuable and i'm so glad that she shared them with me and therefore with you my most excellent listeners so if you don't want to miss that episode and trust me you really don't make sure you're subscribed so you get notified as soon as it goes live in your podcast feed and why not send the episode link to a friend Just say hey i listened to this thought you might find it useful gotta share the love what do you reckon go on please Um, Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Bullet Points. I shall see you on the next one.